0: Well, hello, and uh, welcome to what I'm choosing to call Baby Sally's Sunday Sermons. <laughs> and forgive me if, uh, if that doesn't ring well with you. Uh, my name is Ken. I've been a podcaster for 10 years and just recently finished a series of uh, podcasts called Dixon Jane's. Uh, Which I've always had mixed feelings about I enjoyed very much doing it It was a wonderful experience over those 10 years And I'm very grateful for all the listeners I had But there was something about the podcast That made me very reluctant to share it with people I didn't know very well And that's led me to this place now Where I would like to do a new podcast uh, Which I'm calling Sunday Sermons as a reflection on oh humanity spirituality psychology maybe life, personality conflict, fear anxiety so many things but I guess the essence is uh, what is it that makes us human? what is it that makes us unique? and uh, what can we do? um with ourselves, to to grow, to thrive. It's been a very long and interesting journey for myself, and so these will be personal reflections. I'm not, uh, it should be obvious by now, I'm not prepared, I'm not writing anything down. This was the technique I learned in my last podcast, where I speak spontaneously. It sometimes takes me a little while to get to the point, but I hope... Um, if I let my heart take over, that I may get to uh, something that's that's worth sharing. I'm, I'm certainly hoping that's the case. So I won't call these episodes. I will call them sermons. Uh, in a way, I guess they are. I am preaching, but not in a in a sense of telling you what to do, but maybe uh, bearing my soul a little bit and uh, and hoping that something I say may resonate with you as well. Uh, I've just been reading from a book called Amen, What Prayer Can Mean in a World Beyond Belief. And I mention that because um, as part of my journey, I've just recently found a church that I've been very attracted to called the West Hill United Church here in Scarborough, where I live, Scarborough, Ontario. The uh, pastor is a woman called Greta Vosper, and she's written two books, one called With or Without God, and this other one, Amen. And uh, I'm very impressed with um, this church. I guess I was attracted to it after reading an article in the Toronto Star, uh, somewhat controversial, saying, wow, there's a church in Scarborough, a united church, and the minister doesn't believe in God. And I thought, well, that sounds interesting. So I did a little research and went online, uh, listened to a radio interview Greta had done with a host, uh, and uh, read a little further about what her beliefs were and thought, you know, that really sounds good. And I went for three weeks in a row, and uh, at every instance (laughs) throughout the, uh, I was going to say ceremonies, (laughs) that's not quite right, the services... Um, I was very, very impressed. I, I, it rang true and I, I felt, wow, this is uh, this is quite wonderful. So uh, this won't necessarily be an echo of what happens at the church, although I may sometimes do that, take that up with you. Uh, really what I want to talk about is something else that happened altogether. Uh, forgive me, there are there are extraneous sounds here. I'm in Bluffers Park, which I consider my church. And uh, there are, as you can probably hear, a lot of uh, seagulls making an awful lot of noise. And sadly, an awful lot of garbage strewn all over. But I think that's from the birds just getting into the garbage bins before uh, the trucks come to empty them. <sighs> This weekend, I did not go to church on the Sunday because I was attending a Gestalt spa. And um, I'll try and explain uh, what Gestalt is. My wife asked me, and I I found I was dumbfounded. I would spent a whole day, all day Saturday at these services. And uh, again, I use the word services. I'm sorry. Um, Events, workshops group encounters, lots of different things. There are ways to describe these. Um, Gestalt is a uh, form of counseling, perhaps, therapy, that focuses very much on the here and now, the present, and uh, who you are. And the goal, I think, is just to make you more aware of your true self and maybe the conflict we have to explore the conflict we have between our inner selves, who we think we are or want to be, and the outer selves that we present to the world. And, and a lot of the um, workshops were on that very theme. Gestalt is about being, being present, being accept, accepting, uh, not judging. And the reason I'm talking about this now is because I found it very much like uh what i would hope a, a church service would be like it it was a, a it was communal you had a choice at any given time of three different workshops you you pre-registered and gave your choices number one two three and uh, then when you showed up on the saturday morning they handed you your cards and said well here are your workshops it was in a held in a beautiful home in uh, near cabbage town in toronto and uh, three levels of floors, and and so it created a private space for each individual workshop. The workshops are conducted by second- and third-year students of the uh, Gestalt Institute. Uh, and if you Google Gestalt, G-E-S-T-A-L-T, I'm sure you can find a whole lot more information than I can give you, uh, more accurate information as well. Uh, I had previously gone and became aware of this because I'd gone to see a counselor. I, I felt during the winter I was somewhat depressed part of it was just coming to terms with getting a little older i'm about to be this month in fact april of 2015 i will be 67 years old um and i'm not fully accepting of that but my body is starting to tell me hey you are that age and uh, it's time to start looking after yourself however <clears throat> uh, in the midst of this low period of my life i i went to see a um A very good therapist, counselor, and had many sessions with him, at least uh, ten, a dozen maybe. And uh, found out about these uh, special workshops that they have been doing, actually, for 44 years. And thought, well, you know, I was a little nervous, and as soon as I find that I'm nervous about something or apprehensive about something that I know is good, but I'm a little reluctant... I take that as a sign to go forward and sign up, and I did, and and, uh, I'm very, very grateful I did. Um, I'll perhaps just give you a little bit of a rundown of the sessions that I went to, because I think it relates to this whole matter of personal growth, and and I'll try and give a little bit of a summary at the end. I went to one called Body Language, Who's That Pain in Your Neck?, and it was uh, to do with exploring pain we carry and it was done very creatively you had to act out physically because it's it's very body focused putting you, getting you out of your head and into your body Um, and so you had to exaggerate your pain where it was in your body where you had the pain and as we stood in the circle you had to demonstrate it and then pass it to the person next to you and they had to mimic your pain, feel it and carry it over and and, then turn and share it to the one next to them and so on and uh, it was it was very humorous at times, uh, but um, and uh, there was a lot of tension. There was a lot of pain created as a result. Um, I don't quite know the outcome of it. I, I know that I felt the weight of it. Um, uh, but it, it broke the ice. It made us. It made us laugh. It made us feel close together. And I think the the wonderful thing about these workshops is you create, especially with the uh, the guidance of the leaders who create these workshops, a sense of trust. You can let your guard down. You don't have to be shy about standing in the middle of a circle and acting out something. You can you can just do it. Uh, the second workshop was uh, a, a gestalt take on stress. It was a stress workout, and it was somewhat similar, and it was to do with the things that cause us stress, and again, the sharing of it, and so on. Uh, very creative. I, I couldn't tell you it would take far too long to go through all the activities, but that was... Each one was well-prepared. And uh, the other nice thing was you might have some familiar faces in the second workshop or the third or the fourth, uh, but always a host of new people as well. So you're continually interacting with different people. You're never sort of stuck with one friend. I'm, I'm very glad I went knowing nobody and felt I got very close to several people during the course of the weekend. And again, that's why I liken it to sort of the The community that uh, church, in particular this West Hill Church, is trying to build. Uh, The third one was called the facial mask on covering up. And uh, the activity there is we had to draw faces on a little like ping pong size circle of paper with two eye holes that we present to the world. And then uh, flip it over later on in the activity and draw the face that you think you really are. And uh, the thing that I found interesting about that is most people presented a smiling, happy face to the world they felt they had to. And then when they flipped it over and felt there was their real self, there were sometimes words written on with fear, panic, anxiety. And mine was the complete reverse. I felt I presented a very unhappy, unfriendly face to people. Like there was no smile and it was difficult to reach maybe and it's it's not the way I want to pre- reveal myself uh, or not the way I want to show myself uh, because I'm also tall and, and somewhat intimidating in appearance, I think. Uh, I think gravity is making my mouth naturally sag even lower. So when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm never smiling. So my flip side of who I really am inside had a great big smile on it. But uh, anyway, that was my case. The last workshop of the day was absolutely wonderful called Champagne Lunch uh, on indulgence. And basically it was a workshop on relaxation and how to treat yourself well. Because everybody at this workshop, and there were good... My goodness. Maybe 60 people at the workshop or more. Some people were turned away. Uh, They applied too late. Uh, Possibly more than that. Um, And a lot of us, I mean, pretty well everybody, they were hard on ourselves. And anybody, it was self-selective. Anybody going to this workshop went because they wanted to become a better person. They wanted to know themselves better. They wanted to get past some of their frustrations. Maybe their anxieties, their insecurities and so on so this one led a very very calming relaxing uh session on just getting into a very comfortable position and it, like a, a yoga exercise basically of uh imagine this perfectly wonderful situation of where you are and uh, And boy, I zoned out and felt so wonderful, in particular after having two stressful exercises. My goodness, I am talking an awful lot about this, and um, it is a little bit self-indulgent, which I realize is perhaps one of my problems. That came up later. All right, Sunday, um, we went to another four workshops, beginning with body sculpting, which was perhaps the most interesting of all of them. You got into groups of three. One person became the sculpture, one person became an artist, and one person became a mirror. And the job of the artist was to take the person standing there. You all stood up and look at that person, how they held themselves. You had to strike a natural pose and then exaggerate it and turn it into a sculpture. So you, were, you asked permission to touch, and of course we all touched. And you moved their shoulders forward or back. You tilted their head. You, you adjusted the stance of their feet. Uh, the bend of their knees and and you put them in a new position and maybe you lifted their arms up or you clenched their fists or unloosened their hands and uh, I started off being an artist and it was actually fun I was with a man uh, not a very tall man and we had so much joy and laughter doing the exercise. And I, I wanted, they were saying, well, exaggerate the position. I simply wanted to make him comfortable. I said, mean, you're perfect the way you are. I, I don't need to adjust you, but they insisted I do. So we got him into a pose, and then the mirror had to stand there and make a very, very similar pose so the sculpture could look back at what they looked like. They could see themselves in this other person doing the pose. And then each person explored their feelings. What did it feel like? And what was interesting is the mirror and the original sculpt person being sculpted had very, very different feelings about what it was like to hold that pose, what what it brought, what emotions or feelings it brought out in them. And then of course you rotated and you became the sculpture and you became the mirror. And then finally you got people back holding their pose and it became an art gallery. And the mirrors were free to walk around the gallery and examine everybody else's, every other group of three, what their poses were and the idea was you had to sell your sculptures you know, extol its virtues and we ended up uh, giving names to our sculptures which was not originally part of the exercise but by the end, everybody wanted a name and that was another very creative exercise and very revealing Uh, I was Naked Dignity (laughs) I laughed because it was very fitting. I was put in a pose of looking somewhat aloof, uh, quite tall, stately almost. uh, But also I had a hand down uh, my lower stomach as if I was trying to hide something. And that hand made all the difference. That particular position made it seem I was quite vulnerable as well. Uh, A a wonderful exercise. And as I say, so much laughter and... uh, And good humor as as we walked around. And and in the end, we eventually had to make noises. Walk as your sculpture. How would it walk? What noise would it make? And so on. So creative, creative, creative. Um, The next exercise, uh, and forgive me if this seems a little off topic. How is this a Sunday sermon? I, I hope I get to that point uh, quite soon. Um, but I have to do this while it is still fresh in my mind. And, and again, I think it fits in the theme of humans wanting to grow, wanting to be something more than what we are, wanting to somehow be, I don't know, new and improved maybe, but not in a drastic way. We're not talking about facelifts here. We're talking about accepting ourselves for who we are. Uh, and that in itself is, is challenging. Uh, The next one was a deep tissue massage when small problems go deep. And this was sort of how we vent and and what makes us angry and how we control that anger. And uh, it it could have been a little better than it was. Um, There was one period where everybody was given something to get angry about. And the funny thing was, the joke was, you pulled them out of a hat. But it was something you had no right to be angry about. Mine was the sky is blue. Well, you had to scream and yell and rant at how angry this made you. (laughs) (laughs) uh but what happened there was you got into you got again you break into groups all the time and we got into very intimate discussions personal discussions about what does make us angry And, and i was sharing with a another man and again we're not i'm not revealing any confidences here but we just talked about raising children and how the the frustration sometimes we can have with our children and what buttons get pushed and um I felt very good because I concluded that one that I had actually come to a realization that I'm not allowing my son's tardiness, his being late for class, which I drive him to, to upset me as much as it did. And it's taken me well over a year, perhaps a year and a half, to finally reach that point where I will do my best to try, and then I will just accept that uh, he will be whatever time he's going to be at. And rather than punish him or, or yell at him, which does no good at all, makes both of us angry, I instead put on something, some music in the car that he might enjoy hearing and try and make a nice conversation of. In other words, I've compromised and I'm letting it go. Uh, some things you just have to accept you cannot change. Sometimes you have to compromise. And I, I heard good feedback at the end of it, somebody thanking me for sharing that because... Uh, it was a point maybe some people feel I'm not there yet but that's where I want to get to Um, and I'm not saying it works all the time but I I know it's a better approach than just uh, screaming Uh, the um, second to last one was called the anti-aging treatment learning learn to love aging and change and again another workshop where they took you through from infancy to six year old or to three year old to ten year old to twenty one year old and through the stages of your life, and you had to act it out with the group and interact with the group and walk around. And uh, It was funny, of course, the, the toddler, the three-year-old, where some people would be grabbing other people's toys and uh, acting out. Um, it, it was a chance to <sighs> improvise, of course, a chance to act out, a chance to let your guard down. Uh, And then the final part of that was they spread out like picnic blankets. And you had to just find three or four people and join them for a picnic and share what was your best age. What do you think is your ideal, your best age? And what amazed me, surprised me about that was the three people I was with chose the age of 45. And they weren't at that age. This was into the future. And rather than celebrate an age of the past, which, of course, I did, I celebrated 27. The year, uh, my age of 27, they were looking to the future when they felt they'd be more calm, have a little more wisdom, be a little more relaxed, and uh, well established. And and uh, sorry, it wasn't all 45, but it was each one was five years older than what they were now. And I, I thought that was wow, that is interesting. So they were looking forward to the growth. Uh, the last exercise. The most powerful of all, and the one, I guess, that had the most relevance and meaning was just for him, for the inner man. And this is in a very small room, and I think there was only uh, two, or maybe eight of us there, and, and three leaders, and only one leader actually spoke. Of um, Just what is it to be a man? What is the inner, what's the outer man when you, you stand up, walk around, act like a man, shake hands, you know? And then who is your true inner self? And it, it got in-depth. In depth. And the one hour and a half we had, uh, it got very, very in-depth. And at the very end, we had to stand up. And each of us as an individual stand in the in the center or in front of everybody and say, what is it that we need from other people so that our inner self can come out? And that was very, very powerful. And maybe I'll confess mine here. Mine was, I... I I need to love myself more, which I know is a strange thing to say, but this is surprisingly true of many, many people, Uh, probably most people, Uh, because it's not about ego, it's about accepting you for who you are and your weaknesses and shortcomings, Um, and have people see me for the fact that I I am, in fact, a very kind and gentle man, and I know I don't always present that self, and and I think I, I, I come across somehow differently or... Or block that somehow or feel reluctant. I, I don't particularly know, but I, I know I appreciated the smiles and applause at the end uh, that each of us got for uh, opening up. And basically it was, it was an affirmation, you know. All right, we accept you for who you are. Uh, it, that was truly a powerful, a powerful experience. And uh, every, every man in that room was touched deeply. So I guess that pretty well wraps up my um, Gestalt weekend and uh, may seem an odd thing for a Sunday sermon talk. But really, I wanted to basically say I was was overjoyed, if I can use that term, to attend a session that I really didn't know a whole lot about beforehand and find rooms full of people. Uh, and a mix of ages. Uh, there was probably the women probably outnumbered the men four to one. And not surprisingly, I think men are a little more reluctant to open themselves up, to expose themselves, to be vulnerable, which you have to be. Uh, and so I applaud all the men who did show up there. Um, but to find this many people and to see the the differences, like everybody... <laughs> Looked and sounded and felt differently, and it was just this amazing—the uh, wonder of human variety, uh, how different we are, and yet every single person there could connect with another person and could somehow reach and touch and feel and share. And I think that is that is the thing that uh, is so special about humans, and and it also shows how much we need to connect and and how perhaps that is becoming more and more difficult in this age of technology and Facebook posts and so on. I I won't start a new strand here on uh, why we're that way, but the fact that this many people would show up wanting to, come to terms to learn more to share more, to be a part of this experience, that was truly wonderful, so uh, thus ends the first uh, Baby Sally Sunday Sermons, a little longer than I had intended if you'll forgive me, and uh, next, uh, next week I'll come back with another one, and perhaps I'll explain where the, uh, where the title comes from and why this is called Baby Sally's Sunday Sermons thank you for listening, and uh, please stay tuned bye for now i should find a proper sign out as well uh, some words that uh, i can share that will uh, give you each time uh, bye for now i borrowed from my old podcast i'll find a new one thank you back in the saddle again tie. i to and fro back in the saddle again whoopsie tie yeah, I go my way back in the saddle again.